All right. Amen. All right. Bless the Lord with me. Amen. 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 Pray with me, please. Dear Lord, we ask you to be with us this morning as we look at your word. Less of me and more of you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen, amen, amen and amen. So this morning, as we look at Psalm 34, I'm going to do something that I rarely do as a, as a preacher. I'm going to do something called expository preaching, which is we're going to go and look at these nine verses, verse by verse, line by line, and extract what the Lord is telling us from Psalm 34. So first verse of Psalm 34 tells us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continuously in my mouth. We will see a theme in this song about praises, about mouths, about taste, and about fear. So let's first talk about this theme of blessing. Psalm 34 calls on us to bless the Lord at all times. And I have a question for you. What would our lives look like if we were in continuous blessing mode of the Lord? Well, I will contend that as a mere human, I couldn't do it. Because I'm imperfect. And as an imperfect human, what happens is that my mind sways, my heart weighs. I may want to bless the Lord one day. I may want to curse him out the next. But guess what? God is not looking for us to bless the Lord always. God is looking for us to love God always. For it's in loving God always, it's in loving the Lord always, that we're doing what the psalmist is calling us to do. Because when we love the Lord always, we will do things like devote our spare time, our extra time, and all of our time to loving the Lord. When we love the Lord always, we will devote our time, efforts, to studying his word in Bible study or studying his word when we have an opportunity to look at his word in so many different ways. And when we love the Lord, we will give our talents to the master. That song, give of your best to the master, because we can give of our best of the master when we love God. And finally, when we bless the Lord always, we will give our money, giving beyond our tithes to the causes and people that help us build the kingdom. And because of my love for God, I will bless the Lord at all times. Now, verse 2 in this psalm that we're looking at, or standard 2 in this psalm that we're looking at, says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. So here's the thing about the Lord. It, it says boast. And so as human beings, we, we don't like boastful people. We don't like people who go around 
talking about how good they are, how wonderful they are, all those sorts of things. No, we don't. We don't like boastful people. But what the Lord is asking us to do is we need to boast on the Lord. We need to boast about what the Lord has done for us. We need to be boastful about how good the Lord is, how sweet the Lord is, how wonderful the Lord is. We should reserve our boasting for God. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. Now, I want you to look at this verse and look at where it says, Oh, magnify the Lord. We get that, but it says, with me, and exalt his name together. What the psalmist is saying here is that worshiping the Lord, being blessed by the Lord, is not a singular act. We don't magnify the Lord all by ourselves. We magnify the Lord in community. And even though we have been separated from each other because of this pandemic, we are still a community. We are still a community that meets online. We're still a community that meets here in the sanctuary. We are still in the commu a, a community that does work in the community. We magnify the Lord when we do it together in a group. And that's what blessing the Lord is all about. Now verse four. Verse four says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Now, I said before that we will see the word fear in these verses very often. And we see the word fear show up right now. And in this instance, we're talking about fear like all of us being scared of something. And, and, and what this verse is telling us is that when we seek out the Lord, the Lord will help us overcome our fear. You know that old saying? We heard it from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is what? Fear itself. Well, with the Lord, we can overcome any fear that we may have. And it is with that trepidation, it's with that fear, that counting on the Lord, the Lord will get us through it. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get on a ride at the fair or someplace like that, I get on that ride, and let's say the ride goes all the way up, and it's going to take me all the way down. When I am going up, I got fear. I do. I said, what in the world am I doing? Why in the world did I get myself into this? And as I'm going up, I say a prayer. As I'm going up, I may see the 23rd song. As I'm going up, I may find some way to latch on to the Lord. I get to the top, I am scared to death, and then the top goes and we go down. I'm still scared, but guess what? The Lord is getting me through it. Because when you seek out the Lord, the Lord will answer you and deliver you from all of your fears. Verse number five, look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. Let's first talk about this ashamed part of everything. 
So back to school has happened for a whole lot of kids in this area. And there's more kids who are going back to school, I think, Monday at some school districts around here. And, and there is this deal that you have a kid who is probably third grade, probably anything higher than kindergarten. And when it comes time for the parents to drop them off that first day, the one thing that kid does not want to have happen is what? Mama walking them into school because they are ashamed. They are afraid. They don't want people to know that mama walking me into school. So we can be ashamed of things that we shouldn't be ashamed of. Should we be ashamed of my mama? No. Should we be ashamed of my daddy? No. Because they love us. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel. Folks will make fun of us, and folks will have all sorts of of, of, of nice things to say, and when I say nice things, not so nice things to say, because of our Christian belief. Well, look at that guy. Who did he think he is? He running around. I'm talking about people talking about me. He running around being a preacher. I remember when he was in the club. He should be ashamed of himself. But here's the thing about the gospel. The thing about the gospel, when the gospel gets a hold of you, you become radiant. You become this new person. And there is no amount of shaming that anyone can do to you about your faith. You bless the Lord at all times when you are not ashamed of the gospel. You bless the Lord at all times when you can stand boldly and without any trepidation. That I love the Lord, and the Lord has been good to me. And when you do that, the radiance of the Lord will shine on you, even when your mama's walking you into school. Now, verse 6. Verse 6 says, The poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord who saved who, and was saved from every trouble and was saved from every trouble. Sister Hodges did a marvelous job of reading our scripture this morning, and she read something called the superstructure to the scripture. And she talks about, and, that, and it talks about why did David write the scripture in the first place? Well, guess what? David's in trouble. And this is not the first time David's in trouble. David tends to be in trouble when we look at David and David's life. And so, what this verse is telling us and reminding us is that guess what? We as human beings, <clears throat> we get in trouble. Now, <clears throat> I would contend that we are professional troublemakers. Yes, we are. We get in all sorts of trouble. And Sister Brazil, you know there's a such thing as good trouble. And, and even when we get in trouble, guess what? Because of our belief in the Lord, the Lord will save us from every trouble. It may not look like it. It may look a little dirty and not so pretty and all those sorts of things, but the Lord will save us from every trouble. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Now, once again, we see the word fear. Now, before when we saw fear, 
We saw fear, meaning that I am afraid of something. Uh, I, 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 I need protection from it. In this instance, when we're talking about for those who fear him, what we're talking about is for those who love the Lord, we have a respect for the Lord. We have reverence for the Lord. We have, we have a relationship with the Lord as such that we want to do our best for the Lord and we don't want to disappoint the Lord because we fear his disappointment. The angel of the Lord encamps us around those who fear him. And I just gave you the definition how that fear works. And because of that, those angels of the Lord will deliver us. You know, Sister Dale has been in hospital, and we are continually praying for her. But I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that the angels of the Lord are encamping her. And the angels of the Lord will deliver her because she fears the Lord. And that deliverance for all of us will take so many different forms. That deliverance may look like that we are afflicted and then we get over our affliction. That deliverance may look like we are afflicted and we do not get over our affliction, but the examples of us within that affliction is something that people can look at and point at and say, hey, look at that person in their faith. The angels will encamp us. And the angels of the Lord will be with us and deliver us from all of our harms and, and difficulty. And then finally, next to last, verse 8. Now remember I said that this, 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 this song has themes, and one of the themes is about the mouth, and the other theme is about what do we do with our mouth? We run it, we talk with it, but we also taste stuff. And verse 8 tells us this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Taste. Taste. We are driven by our taste. Yes, we are. We, our taste buds do something for us. We like tasty things, do we not? Give us something good to eat and we will, we will haul all the time. And we are always in search of tasty things. The food companies know all about this. They know how we are in search of tasty things. And they will do everything they possibly can to separate our money from us because of our taste buds. Because we like tasty things. An example that I gave in the devotion that you heard on your phone or perhaps clicked on and heard later on is about Pringles potato chips. It is really interesting. Anybody know how many flavors of Pringles potato chips are there? 34. 34 different flavors of Pringles potato chips. Now why do we need 34 different flavors of Pringles potato chips? Why do we need 64 different flavors of ice cream? Why do we need so many different flavors of anything? Because we want to satisfy our taste. 
and 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 and, and Pringles has flavors from Screaming Dale Pickle, the cheeseburger, cheeseburger potato chips, because they're trying to satisfy our taste, and satisfying our taste is big money. In 2012, Pringles, Pringles, Pringles potato chips sold for a whopping $2.7 billion. That's a whole lot of potato chips. Our taste buds rule us. And so in Psalm 34, verse 8 that we're looking at right now, that psalmist may have not enjoyed a potato chip or Pringles, but the psalmist actually knew the power of taste. Because what the psalmist said is this. He said, taste, taste the Lord, and you will know that the Lord is pretty tasty. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. So the psalmist knows that when we taste the Lord, we have tasted a good thing. The psalmist knows that we are driven by our taste buds. The psalmist knows that we enjoy anything tasty, from fried chicken to a Pringles potato chip, and that when we are driven by our taste buds because something is so tasty, we will tell other folks about it. So taste the Lord. When we're tasting the Lord, we will tell other people about it because we are blessing the Lord because we can't help but use our mouths and praise the Lord and tell them, folks, about the Lord's blessing. Again, I want to make that connection once again. When something is tasty, we tell people about it. Let me give you another example. Now, if you watch the fast food restaurants, there's a whole lot of fast food restaurants trying to compete to have the best chicken sandwich. They do. Popeye's got this chicken sandwich. Remember a while back ago, I preached a whole sermon about Popeye's chicken sandwich. Chick-fil-A's got a chicken sandwich out right now. <laughs> They've had it out for years. McDonald's got a chicken sandwich out right now. But do you know what is the most tasty chicken sandwich that I've had lately? Kentucky Fried Chicken. That Kentucky, exactly, yeah, that Kentucky Fried Chicken Sandwich is tasty. Get it with some extra pickles, and it is, woo, that is a tasty little sandwich. And it costs far less than Chick-fil-A, and you can get through the line quicker. When something is tasty, we tell people about it. I want you to taste the big taste of the Lord. Because when you taste the big taste of the Lord, you know how tasty it is. You know how, when you, when you taste the big taste of the Lord, how the Lord has blessed you in so many ways. When you were sick, you got well. When you didn't have any money, some money showed up. When folks were bothering you about this and that and that and this, somehow they went away. When, 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 when New Bethel Church was in debt, we got out of debt because of the big taste of the Lord. So we need to tell folks about that big taste. 
Now, verse number nine, the final verse that we're looking at in Psalm 34 tells us this. Oh, fear the Lord, you holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. Once again, we see the word fear once again, but again, this is not fear like I am afraid of the Lord. This is not fear like, oh, let me get out of the way. This is fear because I respect the Lord, I love the Lord, and I don't want to disappoint the Lord. So we're going to fear the Lord, you holy ones. So what the psalmist is also saying here is that you are holy. Now you may not think that you are, because I was at the club last night. You may not think that you are, because instead of studying my Sunday school lesson, I was watching the Braves game. Yeah, they lost, Brother Plummer, in the ninth inning. Ooh. But you're holy. You are holy. And why are you holy? Because you are made by the Lord. And regardless of what you do, or regardless of where you are, you are holy and the big taste of the Lord is available for you because that taste is already in your mouth all the Lord wants you to do is to really go out and taste it so if you would like to taste the big taste of the Lord and really want to enjoy the fullness of the Lord and really want someone to protect you from your fears at the same time that you fear and respect the Lord now is your time. Now is your place. Now is the opportunity for you to join the ranks of those of us who bless the Lord always in whatever particular way that we bless the Lord, but we bless the Lord always. And you can do that by praying this prayer with me. Dear Lord, we come to you. I come to you as humbly as I know how. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for an opportunity to taste your big taste 24-7. I ask for you to be with me henceforth down and forevermore. I ask all of these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, now you are saved. Now you have an opportunity at the tree of life. Now you have an opportunity to move to the next level. But in order to do that, in order for you to take advantage of that opportunity, the full advantage, the full taste of that opportunity, you need to be in a church. You need to be in a church that loves you. You need to be in a church that respects you. You need to be in a church that will help you grow. Well, guess what? New Bethel is that church. We are that kind of church, and we would love for you to join us. So let me tell you how you can do it. If you are here in the sanctuary in just a few minutes, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to let you uh, fellowship with us, and you could give me your hand and guard your heart, and you can join New Bethel or renew your membership at New Bethel, renew your vows to Christ. If you are watching us online, it's really simple. All you got to do is dial my telephone number. It's 608-358-1309, 608-358-1309. You can call me or text me, and let's start a dialogue of faith.
And now for our benediction, a covering of faith that will be over you until we meet again. I will bless the Lord at all times and praise will continuously be in my mouth. So may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Saints, remember there are three ways to give to New Bethel. You can go online to our website, nbcdublin.com, and click on our gift button, or you can text to give by texting NBC150 to 888-364-4483. Or you can give by mailing to Post Office Box 1690, Dublin, Georgia, 31040. Bless you, and thank you so much for giving to New Bethel.